Hey folks, and welcome to the first Reactivate, the Extreme Robots podcast of 2024. And today we're going to be looking back at all of the incredibleness that happened on the Extreme Robots 2023 UK tour. And as ever, I'm joined by the voice of Extreme Robots, the one and only Mr. Chris Wilkins. Chris, it's nice to have you here today again, mate. Happy New Year! I know, it's 2024. When did that happen? I know, which means someone turns 40 this year, I believe. Oh, God, yeah. Thanks, mate. Yes, You're it welcome. is. It's this year. It's, I mean, it's the end of the year, because I'm still in my 30s, aren't I, Chris? <laughs> that's what you're talking about. <laughs> Things at least I still sound like a 12-year-old, so that's fine. So. This, is, this, is, this is true, whereas I've actually, my, my voice has moved with my age. Um, so we are looking back today at what happened on the Extreme Robots uh, UK tour in 2023. And as well as it being certainly the, the, the biggest tour we've ever done so well so far, but we'll get to we'll get to that yeah, in a moment, yeah. won't we? Um the fire pits, the 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 advent of that, the production values. I think one of the greatest things, particularly from our side of this, before we get to the robots, is how much everybody has come to the shows this year and gone, whoa, I wasn't expecting all that. Absolutely. I think, you know, it, as you said, production values are, are great, but you've you've got to deliver on on the thing that people come to see, which is extreme robots fighting in an arena. And I think this year, more than any year, that was absolutely brought to the table. I have to say a huge thank you to everyone that attended from an audience point of view, but also to our amazing uh, team of roboteers, because they left nothing inside that arena. The amount of kick-ins that those robots yeah. took was unreal. Um, we had so many match of the year contenders all the way through the year. It was pretty remarkable and, and they're going to have to do it again. Well, yes, they are because we are departing on our 2024 UK tour. Not not long, not long now nope. at all. We'll get into the, the rundown of, of that. But ultimately, there had to be winners this year. So I suppose really we should talk about the big winners in Extreme Robots in 2023 and starting with the team winner, of course. And this year, it didn't start well for him. But Michael Oates pulled it out the bag again. Yeah, he did. It was unbelievably close. As you said, he got off to a, a pretty a pretty slow start. Um I right up until the end I thought I thought Team Quake and Will were gonna do it. I just thought they had something about them this year. Um and Michael had Michael was a bit like a, a, a good Formula One team really. They're they're great at the front, but not so good getting through the pack. Um <laughs> and I think we saw a little bit of that at times when he's not leading he he doesn't quite handle it in the same way as he does with his confidence from the front. But got to say, remarkable effort by him and and his whole team, his fleet of robots, and everyone that worked with him on uh, Team Inferno. But he he went right to the wire. It was close. Yeah, it was very very close. Um, one of the things I noticed this year as well, which I think impressed me, based on particularly the 2022 UK tour was although team divinity weren't as competitive as the other teams, they were more competitive than they were in 2022. And I think that is because Craig Collius is now, he has some wonderful robots that now have started to score points, but now he's handed over some of the driving to other, maybe dare I say more aggressive drivers than himself, or maybe Maybe it's the hungriness as well to really, really put your stamp on it with an iconic robot like a, a Gabriel or a Saint or what have you. So uh, towards the end of the year, I felt like Divinity was starting to hit a little bit more stride. 
absolutely. And I think actually, Craig, one thing he was starting to say towards the end of the year is, which he'd never done really before, he actually started to say, I want to win. Mm. You know, he was always the good guy and the guy that wanted to take He part loves a good build. fight. Yeah, but now he, he wants to win and he was getting a bit frustrated with, at times when he wasn't. So, and I actually think they utilised their team tactically probably mm. better than anyone else. It wasn't Agreed. just a case of, you know, oh, this robot's going to go in because it's the final fight. They would look at where they were in the standings. I think you made a good point as well, Glenn, about maybe they weren't, you know, uh, getting as many results as some of the other teams. But across all four teams, all four teams throughout the year were capable of winning shows. Yes. Um, and that's all you can ask for, really. Um, it was very competitive across the board and, and no one could take their eye off it. And I think that's why we had a lot more destruction this year. The robots towards the end of the year were more fatigued, let alone the the, uh, the roboteers. I think they were they yeah. were tired because everyone was having to really go for it. There was no easy fights. I think that that, that was one of the big bonuses of this year was um, as much as fights look good on paper, they <laughs> the delivery, particularly in the in, in the but maybe the, the last three events that we did, but even in Newcastle, there was there was so many fights that we stopped and went that's the fight of the year mm. and i think that was what was quite telling was that every show seemed to top the last one yeah yeah they just kept getting bigger and better and i think i i can't recall a time where in in my years of doing it um where the roboteers have seemed to enjoy the combat as much i think they all enjoy the events because our fans are amazing and i think they love that but i think they they started to get really excited when they saw the board come up of who was fighting who. Yeah. They, they really were getting invested in that. And I think that's crucial for the, for the future and um, particularly for the team event, because, you know, when you change a format from something that's been tried and tested for so long, whether it be us or BattleBots or Robot Wars with, you know, just a normal tournament situation, when you go, actually, we're going to put a team event in, which means you have to work with different people and everyone's going to bring different things to the party. Um, that, that can be quite tough, but they've really bought into it. And I think they really care about that now. And ultimately, that works for the fans as well, because we were getting audiences at different venues supporting different teams. You know, the Wolfpack... It was getting yeah. a lot of a lot of love. Inferno would, Quake would, and then obviously you've got the people that absolutely love the, uh, as we call them, the Willy Wonka of roboteering with his robots of divinity, and that and that's what we want moving forward as well is the fans to really start to get behind the individual teams. Well, one of the key things in Extreme Robot Show as well, and anybody who's been to one will will know this already, but maybe it's worth explaining is what we call the Joker, the the wild card. Sometimes we call it the XR Army Boost, where at the beginning of the show you will get a little token, and in the interval you put into basically four tubes, which represent each, each of the the, the the teams, and the highest amount of tokens gets a boost in the second half. That boost being they play their Joker card, and this is where captains are getting quite clever at the moment. And if they were chosen as the team, you know, the public choice, then they get double points if they win the battle that they choose to play it in. So that's been really effective. And one of the things that I think we've noticed, particularly because we're obviously so involved in it on commentary at the time, is how many different teams that's been. It really has been. I think everyone's had it at various points yeah. throughout the year. And, Which and wasn't the same in 2022. No, no. It was very much, you know, um, whoever was winning would get the fan token <laughs> yeah. quite often. But no, it's not been the case. And I think also, you know, 
again, because people have been watching these online and they're starting to understand the, the concept of the, the team is they're looking at their team going, do you know what? We're only a few points behind it. If we get behind them, we can get them a boost and they can win in the second half. And it actually started to have an impact on the results of the show. Um, and if I remember correctly, although well, no, my brain's not brilliant, I think Divinity won their show because they got ahead on the fan token. Um, that was that was the show Divinity won. But yeah, yeah. And, and 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 we even got it down to, and this is how uh, um, amazing it was in our very, I believe it was uh, Cheltenham the last weekend we did that. It was the fan token, that kind of asterisk that they won the fan vote that I think we got, was it was it Divinity into the final? No, it was Quake into the final. Mm. So see, everybody's won it this year. Whereas last year, it used to be Michael Oates with the, the cool fiery robots would go out there and everyone turned into Man United fans and they all supported Michael because <laughs> <laughs> he was already winning. No offense, Jamie. Uh who, of course, has done a fantastic job on the streams this year explaining uh, all of that. But we'll get to he that later. Help. He can't help Man, Man United. No, you, yeah. you, you, you can't help West Ham. I can't help Newcastle. It's Excuse gonna be me. What it is. I'm looking down at you both at the moment. So that's all good. But anyway, yeah, back on. I don't know. I'm I just think, saying um, it's yeah, nice for once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, thank you. But but no, it, it it it's great and it's nice to see that interaction. And I think the good thing about the socials now as well is it's particularly whether you know the roboteers come on here to chat to us or they go on their own socials and we share it. The the interaction with the audience, the audience is starting to see the personality. So yes, we have the teams and these amazing robots, but we also have these brilliant brilliant personalities particularly leading from the front and they're all really different they all have different quirks different skill sets um and we're really we're really blessed and i know you know we don't want to obviously let look behind the curtain too much glenn but obviously with our our, our love of uh you know of, of pro wrestling and things like that it's it's personalities that make the difference really and and you know in terms of people getting behind them as an audience and that really is really the case this year and and hopefully that'll be the same going forward i've got to i've got to give a shout out to um to shane as well um to uh to really invest in that villain aspect of the show he's doing a great job i hate it when he wins but uh, he is doing a phenomenal, phenomenal job in in that capacity at the moment. He reminds me of Wolf from Gladiators, but a lot less hairy and a lot shorter. Well, let's talk about Wolfpack for a moment then, because Wolfpack came into the year with a, a kind of a caveat on them, which was that they could uh, essentially pick whichever robots they wanted show on show. They weren't perhaps held by the same restrictions maybe that's the right word but michael oates uh, as a rule likes his his core he knows who is with him but this year and with various degrees of success because we have to remember that mega mouse won the extreme robots heavyweight championship this year as a member of team wolfpack now the wolfpack itself under shane wasn't necessarily the most successful but what shane did almost in a complete antithesis to where craig collius has been over the years is that instead of going oh it's lovely aren't we having a nice day out at the robots it was win or get off my team Oh, 100%. He was more than happy to call out uh, other people. <laughs> but I've got to say, it started to feed into the DNA of his team. As you said, when uh, when the mouse won the championship, he was almost singing from the same hymn sheet, saying the same sort of things. He's getting a little bit of a cult following there of people that want to 
want to work in, in in that capacity. And it hasn't always worked. There have been other people that have had to, to jump over to other teams because, you know, he is quite aggressive in his pursuit of, of excellence and, and winning. And I don't have a problem with that because I think Michael does it the same. He just goes about it with more of a smile on his face. So, <laughs> Well, apologies for that technical hitch. We're back with Chris Wilkins and let's get straight into what we were talking about. Michael Oates. We call him Michael Goats. One of the greatest <laughs> of all time. I think it's undeniable, really. I mean, he, he's, you know, obviously if, you, if you win Robot Wars and you win the Extreme Robots Heavyweight Championship multiple times and then you lead your team to victory against some of the best roboteers in the world, um, you've got to be, you've got to be in that uh, that conversation. I mean, the question would be, does he need to go to America and take them on? But I yeah, I mean, the thing is, you could say yes, but also the spinners becomes a little bit of a lottery. Um, Interesting. By, by their, okay. By their well, why, what nature. do you mean by that? Well, if you've got two really strong spinners, I, I you know the the physical force of them hitting each other can cause many more problems. If you've got a robot that relies more on different elements, whether it be, you know, a flipper or an axe and things like that, you mm-hmm. you you aren't you can't really do a one and one and done hit. You know, like you look at boxing for example, like Deontay Wilder, he's he's always looking for that knockout punch. And if you can avoid mm-hmm. that, you've got a chance. And I think the spinners I love them, but I think it's harder to win when you don't have a spinner. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say that personally. I think if you've got a different weapon, it's always going to be harder. Um, so I don't know if it's a. I don't know if he can be judged in, in in that way. Does he need to go there or not? But I'm sure it's in the back of his mind. Well, I was just looking uh, just while we bring up on the side there, Michael chatting to to Jamie before one of the shows. Very good commentator as well, because one of the fantastic things about the streams as well is having people like Michael, Craig, Will, you know, Shane, all of these wonderful builders that know so much more about the game from the ground up. To have them on guest commentary on our streams has been absolutely wonderful this year, and I think is kind of another reason why I refer to him as one of the greatest of all time, because it isn't just that he's consistently winning battles. It isn't just that he's consistently winning the team contests. He seems to to know everybody else's weaknesses, maybe even more so than they do. I just don't The way, you know, we talk about football is how they can read the game. Yeah. Michael Oates seems to be able to read the business of combat robotics very well. Yeah, he's very methodical. I mean, I remember when he was on the stream of us talking about Implosion and the time he took to build it. And that robot is so destructive. He's come into a field where there are some greats like Thor and Gabriel and stuff like that. And I, I think he's not only held his own, he's kind of leading that that area in Extreme Robots at the moment, just purely down to destruction. I have to say, I think Thor's been phenomenal in 2023, as has, has Gable, but Thor won a lot of fights. But yeah. Implosion Great. was Implosion was destroying robots. Yeah. Just, like, I think he got through six <laughs> at one point. Um, it's devastating. And that's, you know, he's got a fleet of robots that are winning championships now and have been title holders. And... You know, again, if I go back to the spinner thing, if he built a spinner to the same level as all of his other robots, who knows what he can do? Well, and there is always there is always that threat. However, Michael will maintain, or at least say that he no, no, he hates spinners. But at this point, if he built one, I wouldn't doubt him going to take on the best in the world. 
I, I, I yeah. just can't, I can't doubt him. He may not have the, I know we see a lot on BattleBots, those, you know, big teams and, and, you know, and facilities and sponsors and what have you. Some of those things that Michael doesn't have. Imagine if he did. Imagine if he had some of the resources that are available or rather that he accumulated some of the resources or is that the thing because it's just Michael and his dad and because they're so focused on what they do well what was the big shock for me this year was how good his axe spot was because I thought when he made this axe spot it was going to be as Will has said Will likes his robots and he knows how to function with them and he knows how to drive them and he's becoming really confident with that we often said on commentary particularly during the live shows that it's the battle of are you excited about this new robot? Do you really want to get out there and do stuff with it? Against, are you comfortable with this robot? Know every nuance of it. And Michael kind of brought some excitement to that that we haven't, that we, I don't think we've, we, we've, we've seen from a, a debut robot like Implosion has in, in years. No, we've had some really good uh, new robots. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit later on, but I don't think anyone has come to the table so prepared and so ready. Mm -hmm. It was kind of faultless pretty early doors. And as you said, it's, you know, for, for a, a rookie robot to have other robots, very experienced robots and roboteers having to uh, adapt their machines to deal with it already, putting mm -hmm. on, you know, extra pieces of bodywork and armor just to survive. It was almost like they were taking on a spinner. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's pretty Good incredible. Point. And 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 the scary thing is is that Michael's still learning about that robot because he isn't used to um, to having a robot in that sort of way. So he's having to to learn to get the best out of it, timing and all those sort of things. And you know, I know you mentioned about sponsors and money and stuff like that, but he's got the the the, uh, the income that he's got. I suppose in that capacity is he's got knowledge and understanding of of mm. what makes a robot work. So uh, I think you, you can't buy that. Um, and I think, yeah, he, he's been exceptional. But I'll be honest, the reason I think he's got better this year, if he can possibly get better, is because everyone else has been so good. He's had to up his game. It's forced him a bit, isn't it? Especially Will, I think, you know, took him took him to the, to the edge on numerous occasions. And I think Team Quake... I've got to be confident going into next year with with their new machines. Um, and also, Will's got a bit of an edge about him now. I think he knows he can take on and beat Michael on a regular basis. Um, I, I'm hugely excited. I mean, obviously, we've got new machines coming and everyone will be bringing something different. But the challenge, especially between those two, I'm, I am unbelievably excited about. Um they're both a joy. I mean, everyone is, but it's it's a joy to watch them compete at the very top of their game. Yeah, um, Will, of course, uh, kind of stretched his legs a little bit, and that's the last team that we we really need to talk about here is Team Quake. And I think that one of the wonderful things about this year was, like you said, how competitive it was. But Will seemed up for a fight this year. Quake. Quake pushed Inferno, and it has to be said, I thought early in the season that it was going to be not a, maybe not a whitewash, but I thought it was going to be Quake's year. Yeah, I agree. I thought they were finally going to get them. Um, they they just seem to go through through spells of success and failures where they'd get a run of results, they'd get a bit of momentum, and then they'd lose it, and then they'd lose two or three in a row, and then have to keep coming back. And I think 
that might be down to the fact that Will is transitioning a lot of his robots. He's got a new robot in Poseidon. He's trying to make improvements to his other fleet as well, particularly with Manta, which came back strong towards the end. But because he was trying to find new performance with them, change the insides of the robots or just make changes, I think that occasionally affected him. Michael starts a season and unless he has to, the robots don't change. Yeah, and that's I a good think, point. And I think that makes a difference to him as the year goes on. You know, he might have dips in form or, or lose matches, but he knows his robots are going to go in there. And maybe until the last weekend, they were all pretty consistently solid. Whereas I think Will, because he's still tweaking and trying to find new things in all of his robots, they all went through different levels of performance um, ability, I suppose. And I think that maybe is why he had those two or three in a row where he wouldn't win and stuff like that. So next year, if he's got rid of some of the gremlins and he's obviously got the winter to work on them, sure. uh, that's 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 going to give him confidence, I think. Yeah, I, I think that, that you're absolutely right there. So we've covered all of the team captains. I suppose now we should really talk about some of the the standout competitors from uh, from from this year. I was very, very excited and very pleased. Actually, well, let's not just talk about the competitors because competitors means that some robots actually, you know, had to go in there and fight. The return of the house robots this year. Oh. That was incredible. That did first happened in Newcastle. Uh, and we, we're not going to, to officially reveal anything yet, but we are, yes. There's, 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 there's yeah, exciting yeah. things. Just, 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 just nod slowly. Yeah, that's yes, right. Um, yeah, I, I, Glenn, that was such a joy. Um, and, and what was lovely, I mean, obviously it's great for the fans to see it in a, in a live environment and see them all working, but it was great watching um, the Roboteers turn back into uh, younger versions of themselves and, and <laughs> hang, hang around yeah. them. I mean, it was like we had rock stars backstage. It was brilliant. It was it was amazing. I mean, the, uh, and it was it was interesting as well. Just to just to see the the generational thing. I think th this is one thing that we often forget. Sometimes we can get a little bit bogged down a little bit with um with the the work aspect of it. But to see people when they just come into the arena for the first time, and to to see when they see Matilda you know, from the Extreme Robots live tour, and they see obviously major damage. And then they see the CMJ Workshop guys and the, and the, 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 the dead metal. And the, it, I couldn't get over seeing people. It, it Use the word rock stars. These robots are rock stars. Yeah. They're, they really are. they're so iconic. And it, it was just... Please go on. I was going to say they are. And, and they also put on a great show as well. A noisy, but very very great show and it was nice to um <clears throat> as i said i think one thing that we're really conscious of at extreme robots is respecting our heritage whilst we also look to the future um and i think that's a great way of doing it and they still looked impressive in there um but also what was really nice as well is that major damage still holds its, <laughs> holds its own against uh, those those robots in there i mean look at them they're just so great yeah, on the um, if you're watching the stream uh, on on YouTube or Facebook or, or whichever uh, you you wish to, is a, a microwave is just being thrown into <laughs> I the. What that was in? I was like, I remember that one. <laughs> it's the arena yeah. is dead metal and and shunt and Sergeant Bash, uh, and it, what that was another thing that was amazing this year as well was to be able to show this on the live stream, to be able yeah. to have the whole world be able to see, you know, the, these robots getting back into an arena. Oh man, and the noise! Uh, 
I know we've made some huge advancements in uh, in extreme robots uh, over the last um, last few years, over the last decades. A lot has changed from Robot Wars, from BattleBots, etc. Over the years, but goodness me, when you see these absolute legends get in there, that's worth the price. of admission alone don't know if oh, i'm honest absolutely absolutely but I, as i said i think it demonstrates the, the you know the, the history and 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 where we've been but also you can especially when you go backstage you can see the influences on the newer robots as well of the things that they've worked with and seen in the past that they liked and they've made advancements on it and stuff like that you know um it it's brilliant and and i think you know you you have to respect all of those things that have come before us, but also have a very you know good eye on on keeping keeping things moving forward. We we don't just return to places year on year and go like oh everyone's going to be happy with this. We keep yes, pushing the yeah. boundaries. Sometimes exactly that probably it. upsets a few people that have got to keep working their robots. But we are determined uh, every year to keep up. You know the extreme robots mantle is every year bigger and better. Yes, last year was the introduction of the fire pits, the return of the house robots, and we had a few other returns, mainly in the shape of a rather well. How do how do we how do I put this? Uh, a rather destructive, very well travelled, world class spinner, and also a world class team behind them as well. Um, when Shane was unavailable, and of course. We are very, very happy to, to, to welcome baby Matilda into the world in 2023. Uh, Shane, Lael and family having their first daughter there, which meant, of course, that he was unavailable for Cheltenham. And in stepped Monsoon. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know I said about Michael not necessarily, you know, it, I, I, being difficult to, sorry, being, I can't think of the right word for it now, being easier to win yeah. with a spinner. Um, when you put these high-end spinners in together, you really do start to see uh, who is top of their game. And I think we saw that. Yeah. I mean, we had some absolutely phenomenal battles um, throughout the, the, the latter end of the year. Monsoon was incredible. But again, it was only incredible because we were able to get a fleet of robots that were going in there with them that could really test them and cause them a lot of damage. And if you uh, happen to see uh, their amazing footage that they put together themselves... Uh, during their time back with us at the end of the year. You could see that they didn't come out of those fights unscathed, Glenn. No, they didn't. And <laughs> Craig Collier's, uh, and it was, what, would you say it was your, mm, how do I happen, the, the most uh, bum-clenchingly moment of the year? <laughs> Mate, every time I saw them two go into the arena, I, I literally <laughs> sort of, I was like, oh, my chest is getting a bit tight. Oh. Um, it was... <laughs> And it was, I believe it was the, was it the first show in Cheltenham? Uh, it may have been, um, was it the first show in Cheltenham? I believe it was where they, their, um, the, 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 the Battle of Britain ended up with them getting pretty much. No, I think that was the second together. one. It was the second yeah, show, you're right. It was, it, was the, it was the second one. They, it was the uh, coming back together. Yeah, when they literally got stuck together. I don't think I've ever, well, I haven't seen anything like that. And to be honest, I don't necessarily want to see anything like that again. No, that, was, wasn't, you know, that wasn't an enjoyable was, experience for us, was it, Chris? Not, as live not really. presenters. Uh, we really realised how <laughs> great we were at our job at that point. Um, but, um, I mean, the, this, I mean, the disc coming off of uh, Zadkill was unbelievable and then 
you know, everyone put on a great, great show. Oh, you've got Thump there on the screen at the moment. Um, Ominous as well. That was a great little BattleBots kind of uh, throwback. Well, for I think we had our first um, throwing out of the arena with a spinner robot, if I remember correctly, towards the end of the year as well. I think it was Ominous that got launched out the arena by, was it Thump? Thump had, we're not going to talk about Thump extensively because goodness me, where did that come from at the end of the year? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was very, very bizarre because we obviously have a lot of Thump with with Thump and and if it connects with you, it's great, but that's the if it connects with you part of it. But for the last sort of a couple of events of the year, it suddenly turned into one of the greats of all time. (laughs) Bizarre. Bizarre yeah, suddenly, what happens to that. suddenly became like indestructible, um, was knocking people out of the arena. Um, it was just so fun to watch. And I think sometimes as much as, you know, the guys backstage enjoy it, I think they were a little bit like, what is going on? Those last, I mean, the shows in Cheltenham, it really was anything could happen and it, everything yeah. was was happening. And, and it was just brilliant. It was absolutely yeah. brilliant. I mean, the whole 2023 tour, by by all accounts, was absolutely brilliant. Um, what was interesting as well, though, is that there were people who, had, like, um, let's see, John Finley uh, as an example, uh, who had an idea coming in and were very confident and then realised, you know, I think I'm going to have to make some changes to this in 2024. Another example, I think we, we mentioned with, with TR4 as well, where people have come in with new designs or new incarnations of their robots, but have realized, okay, well, if I need to be competitive in 2024, I'm going to have to make some changes. And people are already making changes to their robots. Yeah, there, if we start with TR4, there was an awful lot of potential in that robot. You can see quite quickly that it's um, it can take a lot of damage, uh, which it needed to with a robots like Implosion that we mentioned earlier on. But also, when it gets that flipper up to full speed, it's it's powerful. Its yeah. issues this year were it's it was quite slow. Um, it was heavy um, because it had a lot of armor on it. So I think they'll go back to the drawing board to look at making some adjustments because. When you've got a, a driver like Alex, you know, who's very capable of, of taking on anyone, but also is very skilled in the arena, you need to give him a robot that can move around a little bit faster. But I still have a lot of hope for TR4. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I really appreciated I? was, you know, they kept going back to the drawing board. They know where the problems are. They just needed time. And in the extreme arena, there isn't time. You're going to be no. whacked about, thrown in the air and all of those things. It's It's relentless. So they needed that winter break to really have a look at it. And... It was, it was interesting watching Alex as well because I think he knew quite earlier on because I think they won three fights in a row quite early early on and I'd see him and he didn't seem hugely happy and I was like, mate, you're winning. He was like, yeah, I can just tell that there's something not quite right. Obviously, that probably over the years proved to be the case, but yeah. he he clocked it early doors um, and I have a huge amount of respect for that and, and that team. Um, it's going to be great. It's going to be good to see it again in 2024 and see if they have managed to, to, to move it forwards. It was a huge reaction for them in Newcastle, of course, and it would be remiss for us not to talk about the 2024 UK tour. Now, I would like to make something abundantly clear before uh, before we start talking about this, Chris. Oh, this is he said it now, hasn't he? There we go. Somebody's going to pull is, that line out. This is the 2024 live tour as announced so far. That's Should all. Should we just I'm say the word say. current? The current. Current. Yeah, this is where we are. And of course, 
It'd be remiss for us not to talk about, of course, the fact that you can get standard tickets, VIP tickets, premium tickets, and our Platinum Experience as well. Platinum Experience, though, I'm going to put a post up on socials this week. Very, very low. For most shows, the Platinum Experiences are already sold out. And if you are anywhere near the A1, which, like myself and Chris are, just other ends of it, um, you can get yourself (laughs) 10 minutes off it on Saturday the 17th of February when John Findlay will be hosting another Battling Robots The Experience be very careful because tickets were flying out for this over New Year. If you want to be in the living museum that is the Extreme Robots facility in Nottinghamshire it's 10 minutes off the A1 The Experience starts at 11am and you will get a chance to battle your very own Robot Wars star robots inside. Can John Findlay be classed as a living exhibition? <laughs> I'm not going to tell him you. Do. Well, you no, might. Gonna, Actually, we didn't. going to watch we didn't, this. We didn't. Um, yeah, he probably will. We didn't really talk about Ripper there. Um, but you may, if you are heading there, get a chance to see what he's working on next. Glenn. Ah, yes, there is that, of course, as well, isn't there, Chris? Because, like we said, some people had some great ideas in 2023 and then put them in the arena. In 2024, yeah. those ideas <laughs> might look quite different. So, Battling Robots Day Experience, Saturday, the 17th of February. It's the ultimate late Christmas present for any Robot Wars or Combat Robotics fan. And let's take a look through the listings for 2024 very quickly. Doncaster 2024 on Saturday, the 20th and 21st of April. Then we head to Guildford in June, the 15th and the 16th at the Spectrum. Newcastle will be at the Virtue Motors Arena on the 6th and 7th of July and then we head back to a mainstay of the Extreme Robots UK Tours Colchester on the Saturday 14th and 15th of September Maidstone on 19th and the 20th of October and then the final date at present on Saturday the 9th of November and Sunday the 10th of November that rounds out the UK tour all of the terms and conditions are on extremerobots.co.uk where you can buy all of your tickets and of course it is best to go there because you will get not only the best deals and the best ticket prices but you will get the ability to buy things like VIP VIP tours which go backstage and you get to go into the arena and you get to meet the house robots you get to meet the roboteers and you get to do all of the things that to be honest if I wasn't involved in this Chris I would want to do and of course the platinum experience which will get you in the extreme arena not once but twice battling inside the actual double polycarbon bulletproof extreme arena you get all of the perks of vip plus you get to battle your very own robot inside the extreme arena twice and it will be judged and you will get i believe We have the facility now to even get your footage to you as well. Check the terms and conditions on extremerobots.co.uk. All of the information is there. But Chris, should we do a little bit of a a wrap-up of 2023? We've talked about the teams. We know where they're going to be next year. What what are you most excited about in in, in 2024 based on what happened in 2023? Um. Well, I'm I'm excited to be honest. A lot of more of the same competitiveness. I'm excited for the evolution of the some of these machines that are sort of particularly towards the end of the year start to really pick up form. I think the big thing for me is I honestly believe it's going to be the most competitive year yet. I think you have the mm-hmm. potential for four teams to really be battling out across the year. Um, Michael, I don't see you running away with it, my friend. I think everyone's coming for you. 
also, I like that. I'm, I'm not sure next year there have been so many inquiries and so many rumors and so many things about people coming across from various parts of the world. I mean, we had them all over Europe this year. We had, we had people from Vegas at the last show scouting to, 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 to look, potentially look and bring across. I wonder why people from Vegas were there, Chris. Couldn't possibly I, I work that out. I can't possibly think what goes on there that is quite similar to what we do. No, I couldn't, couldn't possibly. Oh, well. <laughs> All that to come. Uh, so yes, there's, there, were, there were people from uh, people from all over the world this year, which meant there were robots from all over the world. It was amazing to see the likes of Ominous back. We love Brutus. I have an unhealthy love for the robot Brutus, the Belgian brute. It's just an amazing. I know you do as well. Um, and, yeah, yeah. And King B. We were watching series three. We were doing the watch along of series three of Robot Wars uh, last. Last month on the Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash extreme robot show. If you want to come and join the fastest growing uh, online robot, uh, combat robot community on Twitch, um, we watched that. And then, <laughs> then a couple of days later, I was like, oh, he's back. And I can't get over how good it is. It's, I know yeah. it's been souped up. I know it's the, John Finley's favorite robot. I think King B's amazing. When when John messaged me and said, I'm going to make your day, and then he said, King <laughs> B's back, I reacted probably more enthusiastically than the birth of my first child. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, King B, fantastic. It's so fantastic good. Fantastic robot. Yeah, it really, really is. And, and, and I love Ominous as well. It wasn't so competitive this year, but let's be honest, it was in there with Monsoon. Oh, yeah. So I mean, it got a really tough time. <laughs> it managed, it managed, to, managed to slip under Zadkiel a few times, mind. Yeah, yeah. I just said, you know, I, I don't think we can really say they were good or bad. It's just that we absolutely had seven or eight spinners at, on top form bringing it to the table. And look, that was great. And it really showed what our arena can do with spinners in it. So, Glenn, I think we really need to be doing a bit of call of arms to... Uh, to those out there. Well, well, yes, I, th I think that I think that's fair, Chris. I think that you, the fact that you're even saying there are seven or eight spinners that are on form, the fact that Donald Thump is yeeting robots out of the arena just with his blade, and this Did is he... Donald. <laughs> just Donald. I mean, it was a paperweight for half the season. That's what Donald Thump was. It was a. It was a just a very slowly moving target for a lot of, for a lot of. Good, and then all of a sudden, Jamie hit some form, and Donald Thump just 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 came into life. So that means, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. There is seven, seven or eight. There's there's probably in, over the course of the year there were a dozen spinners there that at any one point looked competitive, and that I think is something that we're very proud of at Extreme Robots, something that we make a point of promoting because we are the only touring show in Europe. Nay, we are the only combat robot touring show in the world that has a double Lexan bulletproof arena, which means... It's all facts that are correct, Glenn. I know. These are genuinely facts. These are things that I'm saying now because I have checked them because it is my job. <laughs> <laughs> so we are the only touring combat robotics show in the world where you can see spinners going in at a tip speed where they can actually do amazing things and smash each other up 150 miles. It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and now this year, I think 2024 is the year that we make a point of really showing the rest of the world Yes, BattleBots have got a lot of spinners. That seems to be, like you said earlier on, that seems to be the way to win that competition. 
Well, maybe there's scope for us to, alongside the wonderful flippers we have, or alongside the wonderful axe bots we have, the push bots. The, we've even had cluster bots this year, which has yeah. been incredible as well. Anything that is under the ruling of the FRA that we could that we that we can use. Um, but but I think that in 2024, really, if you what's the term? Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. Yeah, Glenn, I know there will be a lot of people uh, in the roboteering community that will sit and watch this and and they'll be on the tippy-tappy keyboard saying about the spinners. Now it's time to come along to one of the shows and show us what you're made of. You know, field, of field of Dreams, I'm going to ruin the line, but uh, we've built it. Now you've got to come. Uh, and the other thing to say is, you know, yes, it's great. We want to see as many spinners in there fighting as, as possible so that we can we can really push that. But... The one thing we can promise you is a crowd like nowhere else. You know, knowledgeable fans, uh, loud fans, enthusiastic yep. fans that are willing you inside that arena to do the best you can. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll bring the tools. You bring the robots. Yeah, it's fantastic. And, and we have to say about the crowds this year, man, and the people who supported Extreme Robots all through. And it's not just the last tour. You see faces every year, and and we we you know we don't we don't again like pull pull the curtain back too much, but the 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 increase in in people who were buying tickets before they'd left the show for next year was yeah. unbelievable. To look at the advanced sales, and because of that, that means that we can bring a bigger, better, more fire, more explosions, more CO2, more robots. And the support has been so incredible. The Extreme Robots is only going to be bigger in 2024. It's only, it can't possibly not be. You know, and going back to the live stream, people were watching the show, going home, and either re-watching it or watching the next day if they couldn't make it. Um, you know, oh, and, this and is with no TV company, no, no, no. <laughs> there's no media backing here. There's no television company behind the scenes doing anything for us. No, we're just doing this on off, off our own backs. And I think that gives us us uh, as as you know as um, as directors of different parts of the company. It gives us like freedom to 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 do things that we think are going to make the show the best possible show it can be. And in 2024, man, I'm I'm so excited. I'm I'm bummed that it's not it's not Doncaster yet because I want to see and Doncaster's going to be exciting as well because that first show when everybody wheels out you know the upgrades the updates to this and that and this and I'm, that's going to be interesting I'm really really interested to see what people are, are doing this year well it could be a little bit like the first Formula One race of a year as well where everyone's worked really hard over the winter but until you get it in the arena, you don't really know where you stand. And I wouldn't be surprised if there are some <laughs> so preseason odd... friendlies. No, there'll be some. <laughs> there might be some odd results for that first few shows. When you go, how did mm. Kevin Magnuson get on the podium? <laughs> like, <that's> a, <laughs> those sort of situations. Sorry, Kevin, you're a good guy, but um, but um, yeah, lovely man. You know, yeah, lovely man. But you, those sort of situations where anything can happen. I think particularly at the start of the year, uh, and that's that's hugely exciting. And I've got to say, I'm loving going back. I know, I know, you know, historically robots have been to uh to doncaster but we haven't with extreme robots and and i can't wait to bring it to a new group of people and expand further afield uh for the future currently only those on sale glenn so <laughs> um you know it, it's it's a really really good time to be in heavyweight robot combat yeah. 
Yeah, it's really heavyweight combat robotics is the place to be. And we are back on tour in 2024. The live tour hits Doncaster in April, then Guildford in June, Newcastle in July, Colchester in September, Maidstone in October, and currently rounding off the tour, Cheltenham in november it's going to be a very exciting year thank you for joining us in 2023 thank you for joining us in 2022 thank you for joining us for the last get this 23 years this is going to be the 23rd tour that since john findley started roaming robots and since it's been so many incarnations and it only gets better it's we been the robot wars floor <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's been it's been roaming robots. It's been the extreme robots live tour. It's been the robot wars live tour. But now it is just extreme robots, and it only gets more and more extreme every single year. Chris, anything left to say for uh, anyone going into twenty twenty four? No, just thank you everybody for all the support uh, and keep keep with us because uh, we are going to push this as much as we can. And uh, and well done to you as well, Glenn. You've uh, you've done an incredible job. Uh, since you've been on board. And I think uh, people need to recognise that as well. So thank you very much for all your oh, work, sir. That's very kind of you, Chris. You don't normally say nice things, so that's... Uh... No, no, I'll wait until the camera goes off, so... <laughs> all right mate well uh i couldn't have done it without you and of course uh the rest of the team thank you to everybody who has helped out at extreme robots in 2023 from roboteers to people collecting tickets to even the staff in the venues who let's be honest by the end of the weekend just want to go on tour with us because they think it's, <laughs> it's, it's all, all amazing uh so yeah here's to a fantastic 2024 happy new year to everybody out there from myself and chris we will We'll see you on the Extreme Robots 2024 UK Tour. Have a lovely year, guys.